Longhorn fans, Sooner Nation, welcome to episode 30 of the Boomer Bebo podcast, the only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma. Kevin, we're recording this on a Thursday night. Uh, unlike the name of the show, Friday Night Lights, there are some Thursday Night Lights going on in DFW between Denton Geyer and Allen with some big-time recruits for Oklahoma and a couple for the University of Texas. Kevin, who are we watching on the field right now on ESPN2? Well, first of all, OU fan will be looking at Jackson Arnold, quarterback, class of 23. He is rated as one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Maybe the best. Probably the best. Perhaps. Arguably. Listen, argument. if, if people were being objective and he wasn't the nephew of Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, he would be the number one recruit in the, in the country right now. But that's, that's How do you figure that? How do you figure that? Statistically. The stats, Kevin. Oh, it's just, stats. Okay. Look at the okay. stats. Look, he's 7-0. He's 7-0 in one of the hardest districts in Texas in the best football in the country. I'm, I'm taking him over Arch Manning doing his JV stuff down in Louisiana or whatever he's doing down there. Anyway, go ahead. Who else are we watching? Fine. Settle this in the Cotton Bowl in a couple years, all right? Man, I'm looking forward to it. Let's get there now. Can we re- can we replay that game right now, please? Oh, you yeah, you don't want you don't want that. I don't want it today. No, no, but next Yo, year. Next year. New Year. Uh, also, um, Peyton Bowen, five star safety, also for Geyer. Right now, he is committed to Notre Dame, I but know, it man. looks like he is somebody who. May be looking at flipping, still open in, in his recruitment. OU oh. is really hard after him. Texas A&M is as well. Are y'all not in on Peyton Bowen? I haven't heard much. I haven't heard much of anything. Okay, so as an outside observer, how real a deal is this? Because all I've heard all, all fall, all summer, heck, back to the spring game, was Peyton Bowen going to switch? Peyton Bowen was going to switch. Peyton Bowen was going to switch. He hasn't switched yet. Why are we still holding on to this as an, you know, cause I think you can do an outside looking in is, are we yeah. just thinking if Jackson Arnold has signed then Peyton Bowen has to come or well, is there's always a chance, right? I mean, think about it. It makes sense. Oh, you would make sense for him, right? Being from DFW, you got a teammate that's going there. Probably has a longstanding relationship with Venables, probably recruiting him at Clemson. Look, it makes sense. Right. And then Notre Dame is struggling a little bit. I mean, I know OU is too, but, you know, you want to go all the way to South Bend, Indiana to struggle? You can struggle <laughs> three hours away from your home? Is there is there any real concern? I mean, I guess there has to be real concern, right, that A&M is going to put together some NIL package. Is this kid that good that he's NIL-worthy? Exactly. Peyton Bowen yeah, is? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. he is. Yeah. Um, does, he got a girl- away. does he have a girlfriend? I don't know. We need to dig into this. We need to dig into the life of this kid. Here's the deal, and we've we've always talked about this. You you are way more tuned into recruiting than I am. I am not. I tend to be the football fan that says, let him get on campus, and then I'll start rooting for him. But it's just the fact that Peyton Bowen's name has kept coming up and up and up. It just has me going, why why does a kid want to flip from Notre Dame? I understand all the connections, but I would have thought he would have decommitted by now. Normally, when you start seeing tea leaves – it's like a week later the kid decommits, but he hasn't decommitted yet. So no, hasn't decommitted. But here's the thing, though: if you keep hearing it, that that must mean something good has happened. 
You know, he I haven't heard him anything about him reaffirming his commitment to Notre Dame. He's probably just kind of letting it all see to see how it unfolds, right? They're struggling a little bit. If you're right, he, if you're right, he's a pretty cool customer. All right, who's on Allen's team? Who do we need? Who who's people need to keep an eye out for? All right, um, they got a couple of really talented juniors. All right, their quarterback kid named Michael Hawkins. Uh, he's talented. I know OU's recruiting him for the class of 2024. Haven't heard anything with Texas and him. Okay, at this point, um, and they've got a um, a defensive lineman, defensive end named his name is Zena Yumio Yumio Zello. You had hey, for the record, Kevin did, did have it correct when we were practicing it before the show started, but that's yeah, okay. Go Yumi ahead, Zulu. Yeah, okay. his <laughs> brother. His brother was a four-star offensive lineman last year who signed with Texas. Has he okay. seen the Has he seen the field at he all? Has seen year? the field. I think he's played in like two or three games so okay. far this season. Yeah, so they're really recruiting his brother too. He's a talented edge player. So they've also got a um, a tight end. I can't think of the kid's name, but he's a. In class of 25 kid who's really talented too. He'll have offers from all over the country. Dude, it's so fun when some young talent. It's so fun when ESPN does these games and and the talent that's on both sides of the field. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this it's is pretty just, crazy. This is a high didn't Geyer and Allen right now are I mean, that's as high level of high school football as you can get in the country right now. So it's it's really yeah. fascinating to watch. Um Maybe even more controversial, though, than what's going on between Denton Geyer and Allen is what happened on Texas's sideline last weekend. Colton Vosick, the OU commit from Austin, Texas, his dad played at the University of Texas, was on the sideline fraternizing with one Arch Manning and other Texas commits. And it has got Oklahoma fan freaking out kevin is there validity to colton vosick waffling in his commitment to oklahoma and he's he about to flip to the university of texas well you have to think that something is there right no I, I, don't have, I don't have first of all clear. first of all i don't have Hold to on. that but go ahead yeah well maybe you should all right because venables has said that if you take other visits, he really doesn't consider you a commit, right? Haven't was we heard this, him say that before? Was this an official visit or was he just on the field? It wasn't an official visit. He was okay. just visiting. It was a visit, though, right? Okay, listen. If you visit other schools, are you really a commit? This is per Coach Brent Venables, not my rule. Hey, I'm going to do what they're going to do. I think, A, I think you have to have the rule. B, however, this is a unique circumstance. The kid is from Austin. His dad played at Texas. He's probably gone to every Texas football game since he was two years old. I can't imagine a scenario. We talked about this when he was when he was there at the UT Alabama game. Um, yes. It, it, now being on the sideline, talking with recruits, I could see where we could make the jump to. He's waffling, but at the same time, he's a kid that has access, and I just think he's going to take it. I don't think it means he's committed to Texas. I think it means he's a fan of football, and, and the more he can watch, the better. That's that's the way I see it, because if he was going to go to Texas, why is he committing to Oklahoma? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, perhaps he's having second thoughts. I mean, think about it. These are 17-year-old kids, 18-year-old kids, right? These are huge life decisions. So he commits to OU. He might have felt that way at the time. Maybe he's having second thoughts and Dude, listen. thinking about staying closer to home. 
If this, Colton, you know, again, we're talking about 17, 18-year-old kids here. If Colton Vosick flips, that's the biggest troll job on Oklahoma in the history of recruiting. Possibly. <laughs> I'm going to just say I don't right think now. he's trolling y'all. I don't think he is either, man. I really think he's a kid that is used to – he is used to getting to go watch Texas games. Yeah. And he's just continuing to do that. Nothing in his normal pattern of behavior has changed. With the exception no, that he, he is – that was a recruiting visit, mind you, though. Like, that wasn't – you know, for him to be on the field with the lanyard on, that's not a kid who just bought tickets or got tickets. That's a recruiting visit. But from what I understand, he did not have the same shirt on that the other recruits had. Is that correct? I, I can't not confirm that. Hey, I have no idea get, get, no, get, get figuring out what's happening on your sideline. Why yeah, do I no, have I'm to know slacking. all this? I'm slacking. Um, well, there you go. So that's so basically what we know is he's still recruited to OU. And he's still committed to OU. Hopefully, it's just a matter of time, though, before he comes to his senses and decides to stay home. Um, God, I'm telling you what, man, if he flips out, it's such a, it's such an integral recruiting, um, piece, right, for both schools, for Oklahoma with a new staff in a struggling year to be able to go down to Austin and get a very highly rated recruit, right in their backyard, right in Texas's backyard, with a dad who had played it at uh, at Austin and all of those things is a ginormous win for Oklahoma on the flip side for Texas to be able to secure that talent, remind everybody they're the big dog, remind everybody that they've got a net around the state of Texas. It has to be a priority to get Vasek for both schools. And it's just going to be fascinating to see what happens. Yeah, it will be. Speaking of fascinating, or should I say not so much, the slate of games for week eight is not nearly as impressive as it has been the last couple weeks. No. Uh, I mean, there are a couple good ones, but nothing like last week. Nothing like last week and even the week before, but starting with the big noon kickoff, three and three Iowa going up against Ohio State undefeated. Ohio State is a 30-point favorite. This is the problem I have with the big noon game. Why are they giving a big noon game to a 30-point spread? It makes no sense to me. I agree. I agree, man. Iowa, I mean, God, they just can't score, right? Their defense has actually played well in almost every game. But it doesn't matter when you can't score. Their offense is just... I mean, Iowa and Iowa State it's hard are to like watch, man. Iowa and Iowa State are like indistinguishable from each other. You could just swap jerseys and they could go play, and you wouldn't be able to you tell know, the difference. <laughs> you know, I'll but, take Iowa State's offense over Iowa's, though. May, may, yeah, maybe you're right, but I just—it's like you're going to feature this game, and you're expecting Iowa State or Ohio State to win by thirty, and they probably will. Like, it just seems odd to me. Um. One game that I just, I don't know, I found interesting with Cincinnati coming to the Big 12 next year. They're going to be at SMU. Cincinnati's 5-1 and one still. They're actually, yeah. even though they're, they're not undefeated. Yeah, even though they're not undefeated, they're continuing to play really good football. They're a three-point favorite at SMU. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that game. I think the only game they lost was at Arkansas, right? The uh, Week 1. Yeah, yep. That's the only game they've lost. And that's, and that's, a, that's a tough place to go play. SEC school, no, no shame in that. Um, Smack Texas last year. If it wasn't on the West Coast, this would probably be your big noon kickoff. Um, UCLA at Oregon, six and zero UCLA, five and one Oregon. Oregon's only loss 
is to Georgia, where they just got destroyed. They did. They did. But that was five games ago, or, you know, six games ago now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, long time ago. Oregon at Eugene is a six-point favorite. That is a tasty line. Which side would you be on? You know what, man? I, I think the fact of it being in Eugene makes me want to go with Oregon. Because it's in Eugene. If it was at the Rose Bowl, I think I'd pick UCLA. I think it's a fascinating matchup, though, because I love UCLA's quarterback. We might pick, Robinson. We might be picking this game. I don't know, because we're going to pick two this week. Because since it's a bye week for Oklahoma, we're going to pick the Texas game, and then we'll pick two games. I am definitely rooting for UCLA. I just want UCLA to keep winning. But I, I, I just I find it hard to believe that Oregon's going to lose at home. They're just a really good football team, and they've gotten better. You know, that Georgia game, I think Georgia just – it was a confluence of events. New coach, Georgia hits them in the mouth. They don't respond. But since then, they have. So it's just – I don't know. Yeah, it'll um, be a fun game. I'm looking forward to that one. Here's another game that I find fascinating, and the line to me – is very confusing. LSU has been a part of some very confusing lines this year. We've talked about LSU a number of times, not because they're super good, but because games that they're featured in have really weird lines. 7-0 and Ole Miss at LSU, and LSU is 5-2. Their only two losses coming to Florida State and Tennessee, not bad losses. LSU is a, is a two-point favorite. How? That is, is, yeah, that is, that is a little bit confusing, right? This is not a night game either, Kevin. It's a two thirty kick. They are really high on this LSU team this week, and I don't know why. Is, is it something about Ole Miss that they don't like? Do they not see that offense traveling and being able to be as effective on the road as they've been at home? Crazy it's, matchup. I, I get, we've talked about this before, and I just I don't know if this is if this is. Vegas is down on Ole Miss, high on LSU, or if Vegas is simply taking in more money on LSU and the money is driving the line. Yeah. Like if betters see LSU's name and they see Ole Miss's name and for the last 15 years, LSU has been the favorite, are they just putting more money? So Vegas is like, crap, if you're going to keep putting money on it, we'll just make the line what it is and y'all can just keep laying, laying money on LSU. I don't know. To me, that seems like an easy win. I think Ole Miss wins going away. You know, it's funny because Tennessee's offense completely lit up LSU's defense, right? And Ole Miss, they're not as good as Tennessee on offense. Tennessee put hung like 40 on them, right? Yeah, but they play a similar style, right? So, yeah, Vegas must know something. I don't know exactly what that is. But, yeah, two-and-a-half-point favorites against an Ole Miss team that's 7-0 and in the SEC. Maybe it's Reno in conference so far. Maybe Vegas knows something we don't know. Hold that on the that one might be one we pick. And the last one is the Big Twelve, the the second tier game, but could be the best matchup depending on how you look at it. K State at TCU. TCU is a three and a half point favorite. TCU six and zero. K State five and one, but their loss is to Tulane at home, which yeah, just still makes no sense, right? Oh my God! It just—it makes, no makes no sense. It was a bad, bad loss. Since then, they've played really well. Um, I don't know. What are you thinking about that game? 
Man, I, I like TCU in this one. I mean, from what I've seen so far, I mean, 28 points a game. I feel like if you can stop the run, right, that's all you have to do to beat K-State. I know it's easier said than done when you got Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez being able to run the ball. If you can just slow down that running game, I don't trust them throwing the ball at all. And then on the other side of the ball, TCU has so many weapons for you to have to stop. Kendra Miller's having a great season. We have talked for weeks about Quentin Johnston and what a stud he is. I think he's going to go in the first round. It's just too many weapons, man. I don't know. I got TCU in this one so far. So when I look at this line, I think of like what I thought about Oklahoma against K-State. It's like my analysis is the same. You know, TCU is not a just lockdown defense, but they're good enough. They should be able to focus on the run. And, but it doesn't, it shouldn't matter because they should be able to outscore K-State, especially at home. That did not occur. That did not occur when Oklahoma played K-State, but it should have. I mean, you know, it's like that's the analysis of the game. So I don't know. And then you got in your in the key matchup here that we'll be getting uh down into details today. The University of Texas is a six-point favorite at Oklahoma State. We'll talk more about that. That's still a surprising line to me. Um, but as far as our mm-hmm. other two, as our other two games, you pick one, I'll pick one. Which game you want to pick? Okay, I would like to pick the Oregon UCLA game. Hold on, just one second. Okay, you are ten and thirteen on the year. I am nine and fourteen. Hold on, let me write this down. That's not good, man. I'm 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 disappointed in myself. Well, Kevin, it's college football, though, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, but to be fair, we're only to be. We're only picking the really good games. So True. we're picking good teams playing against good teams. We're not picking – sometimes like when I hear guys, whether it be on the radio or TV, they pick Akron playing somebody. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, okay. Who cares? Come on. I don't like, yeah, yeah. Pick, pick a real game. So anyway, we're picking real games out there. But we're going to – hey, we got time to recover. Um, I'm sorry. Which one did you say you want to pick? UCLA and uh, Oregon. Okay. Oregon is minus six. To UCLA, who do you want? I've got – I'm going to pick Oregon to cover. I think they're going to make – it's going to be Dan Lanning's first statement win as head coach of the Ducks. I am taking the UCLA Bruins. I think that Chip Kelly and Doriel Thompson-Green – no? Dor- no, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Dor- DT- DTR, Doriel Thompson Robinson. Um, I think he's a. I think he's starting to figure it out. I mean, obviously at six and zero, he's figured something out. He's playing with some confidence. I'm going with UCLA Bruins. He's got a ton of experience, man. I think we talked about this in an earlier episode. But he started at quarterback against OU in 2018. Uh, yeah, he played against Kyler Murray. He yeah. played in Kyler yeah, Murray. Kyler Murray was starting quarterback. Yeah. And I mean, that just seems like a lifetime ago. I mean, that's the 18 season, 19 season, 20 season, 21 season. Now, so that's just his fifth full year. I mean, mm-hmm. and under Chip Kelly, who's a good offensive, a good offensive uh, coach. Let's just face it. He, he is, he didn't get totally stupid overnight. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just building UCLA up, but I just, I love the matchup. I'm excited to watch the game. Yeah. It should be a fun game. Too bad. Right. Texas is fine. So. Uh, well, again, why is, 
Why in Texas and Oklahoma State's not the big noon kickoff? I have no idea. Or or yeah. K State TCU. I take either one of those over the <laughs> Iowa Ohio State game. It's terrible. Correct. Same. Same. Um. All right. Do I go SEC or do I go Big Twelve? Hey man, it's all on you. You got this. All right, dude. Let's go SEC because our other game was obviously a Big Twelve game. So Ole Miss LSU. LSU's getting two points. I just think it's a trap. I, I think that I I don't want to make this harder than it is. I'm going with Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm also going with Ole Miss here. I think their offense is a little bit too explosive. And um, LSU's been a little bit erratic on offense. Their quarterback, the Jalen Jalen Daniels, transfer from um, that sounds like the Arizona quarterback State. that can't. That sounds like the Kansas from Kansas, right? No, Kansas is Jalen Daniels, right? It is, but it, it, he might be Jalen Daniels too. To be fair, there's a lot of Jalens. That are like, there are a lot of Jaden like that have growing up. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Jaden Daniels. Wow, Jaden. You can't be Jaden Daniels. You know what? I'm, I'm not from even Arizona State. You know, you're not mad about it. No, I can't even pick Jaden, okay. Jalen. I mean, Kaden. Yeah. It's like everybody's the same name right now. <laughs> so yeah, so Jaden Daniels, he's been really good for them so far. Have to run the ball a lot. I think more than Brian Kelly would like, but that's just kind of how it's been going so far. So um, he's having a good season, but again, I think that Ole Miss offense is going to be too much for the okay Tigers. So listen to this scenario and tell me if tell me if this is possible. Okay, I, I guess I need to look at Ole Miss's schedule real quick. Um, it's real fast. Who do they play? Now, they don't have they don't play they don't play Georgia or Tennessee. Right? They should so, have to yeah, no. They should have to play Alabama though. Well Okay. So is there is there a scenario where Alabama beats Ole Miss? Okay. Mm-hmm. So Alabama has one loss. And Ole Miss has one loss. Alabama gets into the SEC championship game because they are they'll help they'll hold the tiebreaker. Okay. Right. Then in the SEC East, Georgia beats Tennessee. Okay. Georgia holds the tiebreaker. So they get in the championship game. But that leaves two SEC teams with one loss. Yes. So you could, going into the SEC championship game, you could have four SEC teams with one loss. So yeah. therefore, coming out of that, you're going to have one champion who's guaranteed to get into the playoff. Are the other right. two not like literally knocking on the door to get in the playoff? Oh, I think they. I think they will be. They have to be. Yeah, Man. it's stay tuned. I, the question you've got to ask yourself: I think Georgia is that good. Okay, so like, do I. I. I think Georgia is defending national champion. And so far, they have just blown the doors off of people. And maybe they do it to Tennessee too. Um, I guess if I guess if Georgia beats Tennessee, oh well, no, think about this. I'm sorry, Georgia beats Tennessee. They're undefeated, but then they lose to Bama. Then you have four teams that are all one loss. That was that's yeah. the scenario. Yeah. Um, I kind of think Georgia might just keep on winning though. But either way, in that scenario. I think Georgia, but are the other teams that good or is the SEC down? No, I think those teams are that good. I mean, I think 
I think Georgia is the best team in the country, top to bottom, right? You think and, you think Ole Miss, Alabama, and Tennessee are all top five teams, top seven teams? No, maybe not Ole Miss. I, I still don't know about Ole Miss. Well, we know. Three, well, we know. Well, we know more after this LSU game. I think so. Okay, I think so. I think it's the toughest opponent so far. But everybody has to play each other still, right? Ole Miss still has to play LSU. They play at Texas A&M, and A&M's not any good, but it's still a hard place to go play, right? Then they play Alabama. So we'll know. Everything will play out. I hope they beat Alabama. I don't even want Alabama in the SEC championship game. I'm just sick. I I got Alabama fatigue. I'm just sick of it. I get it. I get it, man. I I see them back. I think they have an easier route to the playoff than Tennessee does, who they just lost to. I, I agreed. No, a strong agreement. I do. But I just, I'm so sick of Alabama that I'm just looking for every opportunity for them to lose. I don't even know who they play. They might be off this week. Um, Kevin, before we dive into the Oklahoma State-Texas game, let's thank our sponsors, Brown O'Haver. Brown O'Haver are public insurance adjusters. They work for the insured, not the insurance company. So if you've had a loss to your home or your business, a fire, wind, theft, vandalism, you need to call Brown O'Haver, 405-735-5510. They adjust claims for you, not the insurance company. Statistics have shown over the last 15 years that Brown O'Haver gets their clients 30 to 40% more than they get on their own. And the time frame is dramatically reduced from what the insurance company would do. So if you've had a loss, call Brown O'Haver, 405-735-5510. Regardless of where you're listening, it's not just an Oklahoma-based company. We are licensed in over half of the states. And if we aren't licensed in your state, we know somebody that can help or we might be able to get licensed there. So give Brown O'Haver a call, 405-735-5510. Kevin, Oklahoma State and the University of Texas in Stillwater, go. Man, I'm excited about this one, right? Oklahoma State is it's so interesting over the last 12 years, right? I mean, I think Texas was 22-2 and two against Oklahoma State going into uh, the 2010 season. And now we're 4-8 and eight over the last 12 years against them. So Mike Gundy has really had the Longhorns number. So it would be nice if we can start reversing that trend and get things back to, back to what, where they used to be when it comes to facing Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. What are you? Uh, what's what's the latest on the Spencer um, Spencer Sanders saga? Is he playing or is he not playing? Man, he, look, Gundy's not saying, which I'm not mad at him for. Right? It was the same thing with Sark with is Ewers back or who's playing quarterback today? He's not saying. So, is he going to play? I have no idea. It's very interesting though. We talked about this. The line opened at what two? Yeah. 1.5 or something like that. And then now it's 6.5 in favor of Texas. So something's going on, right? So either he's out or he's going to be a little bit limited. But as a Texas fan, I'm still preparing for Spencer Sanders to be out there and to be at his absolute best. The, the problem is, even if Spencer Sanders plays, Oklahoma State is not a great running team. And Texas, no, they're not as great as they are usually. They usually love that running game. Yeah, but they haven't been this year. They're struggling to just barely get over four yards of carry. And Texas, 
Y'all's defense is stout against the run. I think the only team that really kind of ran on you was Alabama, but they didn't run over you. They had one big run. Um, and but other than that, y'all y'all have really yard run. Nothing yeah, really since it, it's going to throw the stats off in that game. But for the rest of the season, you've really managed to keep the run game in check. Can this even if Spencer Sanders plays, can the secondary hold up to to, to Oklahoma State's passing attack? Because it sounds like that's what's going to beat you if something beats you. Yeah, I mean, and their loss against Texas Tech, they really struggled covering the middle of the field in the passing game, the kind of short to intermediate routes. And uh, Iowa State exposed that a lot, too, in that game. I think Texas was fortunate to come out with the win. because, um, And I know they had some guys out, but still, I mean, they were able to pick them apart in their little zone coverages that they like to play. They are able to find some areas. And it also goes back to the lack of a pure pass rush for Texas. They've been great against the run, but they have not been able to get consistent pressure on the quarterback. And that's what's led to, you know, quarterbacks being able to have time and pick apart the zone. I mean, with Texas's deficiencies against Texas Tech, you go into Oklahoma State. They used to have a very similar attack. I, I don't know how similar it is now, but regardless of the attack, and despite an underwhelming run game, they are the fourth highest scoring team in the FBS. So yeah, I mean, and that's does gunning, Texas, man. I think he finds a way. He always finds a way to be explosive, even if they can't run the ball, even without a real downfield attack, right? Like he's had quarterbacks that are better at throwing the deep ball. Cornelius was pretty good at it, and Mason Rudolph was really good at it. You know, bombs away when they had him. Sanders is not as good, but they still find a way to, to put up a ton of points every every week. Um. Does Texas win this game by shutting down Oklahoma State's offense, or do they win this game by outscoring Oklahoma State? I think you have to outscore them. I think they'll still find a way to make some plays. So I think with Texas, you have to be prepared. My biggest question is how they're going to be able to run the ball, Texas. Oklahoma State, they have a good defensive line, right? And these guys are experienced. Uh, Ford has been there forever. Colin Oliver is a dynamic pass rusher. I think you remember the Bedlam game. I think he had three sacks against y'all last year mm-hmm. this, as yeah. a true freshman. Yeah, they're right? good. This kid is really talented. And they've got guys that are experienced. You guys are like 24 years old, grown men. So what I want to see is that if they can get the run game going, establish Bijan and Roshan, if they can do that, it really opens up the play-action game, which is really what Sark wants to do anyway. Because that secondary for Oklahoma State has really struggled covering the pass. So if you can set up the play action and get some guys in some one-on-one matchups, I think that that's an area that Texas can really exploit Oklahoma State. Okay. So if you say, if you think you've got to outscore them, the over-under is 60 and a half. So that's, that means Vegas is predicting a 33 to 27 game with Texas winning. Is that the score? Is that the type of outscoring you see? Or do you see this? Would you take the over? It sounds like you take the over in this game. Yeah, I would slightly take it. You know, and again, this is all depending on if Spencer Sanders plays, right? But assuming you know back- I assume he will. You know who the backup is. I did is, right? hear about that. Yeah, but why don't you let everybody know in case they don't know? Gunner Gundy is your backup. And I do not 
want to be around Oklahoma State fan if they beat y'all with Gunner Gundy at quarterback. Oh, can you imagine it, that? Oh my oh. God. They're yeah. they're miserable. Yeah. Oklahoma State fan is the most miserable fan base of all time. And you add Gundy's son beating Texas. Beating Texas. And yeah. I, I don't even they're rushing know. The field. Uh, they're probably you the know field. what? Two, he's probably three getting, lost Texas movie a three lost Texas team. He's probably getting carried off the field. It's probably like the scene from Rudy. He's probably going to be pumping the ball up in the air and kind of going crazy. I, I I don't even want to think about it. Um, but at the same time, I think it'd be fascinating if he plays. I just can't yeah. imagine. I I can't imagine them having a lot of success if it's not with Spencer Sanders though. Um, I Sanders. He looked rough against TCU, but I still contend he did everything he needed to do to win that game. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about Spencer Sanders right over the years is he would – you never knew who he was going to throw the ball to, right? He'd have those two interceptions almost every game, especially in their big games. He's really minimized that this year. He had one interception in the game against TCU, but it didn't cost him at all. Um, so if he, he's been protecting the ball – my hope is that Texas, if he plays, can force them into a couple of turnovers. Uh, it's a, it's a two thirty kick, right? Two thirty, dude. I the weather the weather could be in y'all's favor. It's going to be hot again. You know, it's but gonna, I heard it's going to be windy though. I heard thirty potentially thirty mile an hour winds. Oh God, I hope not. I got interesting. Soccer. I got soccer games all day Saturday. I hope it's not that windy. I I did. I heard Friday for sure it's windy, but um. You know what's – here's what's messed up. You know, there's so many things messed up about Oklahoma State. Another thing that's messed up about Oklahoma State is their field doesn't run north to south. Did you know this? Yeah, it's one of the only – I think there's only three schools like that. Yes, their field runs east to west. So when the wind blows, it basically screws you up on both sides of the ball in both sides of the field. Yeah, and, and you know, that can make special teams an issue and – Texas' special teams this year have just been iffy. They're breaking in a new kicker and a new punter. The new kicker was great at first, but he's missed a couple of kicks over the last couple games. And the punter started off great, and then his average has plummeted over the last few games too. So, you know, that could be a factor if these wins are actually 30 miles an hour that they're predicting. If the wind's really blowing that hard, it it makes me consider taking the under in that situation. Yeah. You know what I, I just mean? really hope, man. Yeah. Um, this may be end up one of those games where Texas really has to ride Bijan and Roshan Johnson. Um, I really, the rest of the season is going to be like that with this kind of gauntlet that Texas has right now. So I expect, you know, 20 to 25 carries for him on Saturday. I'm just seeing 20 mile an hour wins. That's fine. That's fine. Oklahoma and Texas are used to it. People from Oklahoma and Texas are used to that. That's no big deal. All right. Comes to where the rubber meets the road, Kevin. Texas minus six at OSU. Who are you taking? I am taking Texas to win and to cover. I think it's a late – I think they cover it late, but I think they win and cover. Golly, dude. And a very tough game, though. A tough game. I don't love the line here. I really I I will admit that. I don't love the line at all. I I really – Where it was – where it started, so go ahead. I no, I really wish we knew if Spencer Sanders was playing. Because if Sanders is playing, I'm taking Oklahoma State. Like I really am. I think Are you taking you've to got cover to or to uh, to win our rank. I would take him to win out. I would take him to cover. Let's just say to cover. Um okay. because 
Spencer Sanders is an experienced quarterback, experienced coach at home. Sark, not typically good on the road. He doesn't have the stats to show he's a great road coach. It is a freshman quarterback in what is effectively his first true road game. Absolutely, it is. And so with those factors, it this is like to have to pick the Oklahoma State-Texas game is like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, do you want to eat meatloaf or do you want to eat potato salad? Both are disgusting. You know, they're just <laughs> gross. I hate potato salad. I hate meatloaf. And you know what's funny is everybody always goes, well, you've never had my meatloaf. You know what? I don't need to taste your meatloaf to know what meatloaf tastes like. It's disgusting. Same thing with potato salad. Yeah. Well, if you had ketchup-based potatoes, I don't care what kind of potato salad it is. <laughs> Potatoes are not supposed matter. to be in a salad. Anyway. I digress. Oklahoma State to cover. To cover. Yeah, it's like Oklahoma you... State to cover. Okay, who's one in the game? Texas. Okay. You I know, it's Texas like when won. I remember OU oh, used to play AM. I'm like, I don't know what to think. You know, just go and beat the hell out <laughs> yeah. of each other for four quarters. Well, that's the thing. You, know? you, just, you wish they could both lose. You know, it's just it's like yeah. I, I I wish they I wish you could both lose. I I I just think tech it I'm picking I'm hedging my bet here, right? I'm, I'm, I've got OSU to cover, hoping Spender, Spencer Sanders plays. I'm picking Texas to win, thinking he doesn't play. You know, it's just a weird – I definitely would not bet this game. Would you bet this game if you had to? No. No, I don't think no. so. No. I think this yeah. – yeah, you said it best. This line sucks. It's a crappy line, and I don't know. Um, But anyway, that's where we're at. Uh, Oklahoma, Kevin – is on a bye week, and I got to tell you, it feels fantastic. It is relaxing. Uh, I don't have the typical stress I do this time of the week, um, and I'm. You're starting to kind of look forward to the end of the season. You're starting to map out games, and we've got to figure out how we finish. How Oklahoma finishes will. Uh, you know, this is going to sound cliche. Define the season, but it really will. It's going to define the season. It's going to oh, define. It's going to define Venables going forward. It's going to lead, you know, every win we have is going to cement that that top five recruiting class. Every loss we have is going to bring up is Colton Bassett going to Texas. You know, you know what I mean. Every single time it happens, yeah, it creates doubt for everybody. The players it, on the team now, incoming recruits, the fans. Uh, you're yeah, Customer, five and seven last year, six game losing streak. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so what's what's fascinating, though, about OU's, well, let's call it the second half, is when we first picked this way back in August, this back half looked significantly harder than the front half of the season. Like, when I was picking games and saying, oh, are we going to win? Are we going to lose? Man, it was like, win, 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 win. We get to Iowa State, and it's like, oh, I don't know. It's at Iowa State. Dude, Iowa State sucks. Like, y'all should have beat Iowa State by more. I, I believe. I believe you should have beat them more. Agree. I think you played down You played down to Iowa State. Um, they cannot score. They shouldn't have been able to score against y'all. I think Oklahoma beats them. If their offense looks like they do against Kansas, they beat them. Baylor, same situation, and that's at home. Baylor, this is a down year for Baylor. West Virginia, they're not any good. This point in the season, they've given up. Oklahoma State, a lot's going to depend on what happens in this game. 
uh, against Texas for Oklahoma State, whether they're, you know, anything can happen. That's Bedlam. Oklahoma State's probably the better team. But again, it's in Norman. And if they've got a couple losses, maybe three by then, who the heck knows? And then at Texas Tech, hell, I don't know. Texas Tech's a weird team. They're, they suck this year it's in, for, in terms of how you view them. But here's the thing about them. I don't think they're a good team, but, man, they battle. <laughs> I'm telling you, they compete against everybody. D- dude, listen, that's like, exactly what I'm saying. Give up. That's exactly what I'm talking about. They shouldn't be very good. They're not very good, and yet every game they play is a ball game. They get wins. Yeah, they win. it, it's, it's really fascinating. So, I, I listen, that game is five games down the road. I'm just saying – the 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 slate of games for Oklahoma to finish the year does not look as um what's the right word daunting it doesn't look as daunting as it did in August and which is a weird thing to say for a four and three team if anything it should be like well now that we're four and three these should look even harder because clearly we're not as good as we thought we were going to be I get that but when you look at the schedule you're like well. Baylor's not the Baylor we thought they were going to be. Iowa State's not Iowa State for over the last three or four or five years. And then Oklahoma State, depending on what happens in Texas, could be out of this Big 12 race by the time we play them. Really, I don't my know. biggest question for OU is what's that defense going to look like? Oh, Can I, they show listen. improvement over the last few games of the season? Right? Because we know what we get from the offense. At its best, you get what you got last week against Kansas, right? Big plays in the yeah. running game and in the yeah. passing game. Right. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the defense in a couple. There's a couple different perspectives to think about. Number one, we 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 got to get Billy Bowman back. He is an anchor to that team. He gets Woody Washington back in his new, in natural position. Um, although I think Woody Washington played corner against Kansas. It doesn't my point being is we've got to get Billy Bowman back. And I think you settle down a little bit. That's one. Number two. I think we looked better against Kansas than the score indicates. Um, but all that to be said, they've got work to do. They gave up too many big passes in the passing game. They couldn't get off the they couldn't get off the field on third down in the first quarter, which made the game stay close. We could have been up twenty eight nothing, you know, and then really it wouldn't have yeah. been a ball game at all. Uh, but we kept them in. You can't. As as bat as unimpressed as I am by these back five games, if any of these teams are there at the end, you know they they can win the game. Too. They can just as easily win the game as Oklahoma can. So, um, I don't know. You just want to get some wins, man. I'm telling you, you don't want to go five and seven and go this whole offseason questioning if you made the right hire or not. I, listen, I one we have to be bowl, bowl eligible. I think we get there with Iowa State and West Virginia. Um, yeah. And then if we can squeeze one out against Baylor and then Oklahoma state or tech somehow backdoor into a pretty good bowl and at least be able to walk tall and have it be an after Christmas bowl. That's the way I always look at it. You know, there's the before Christmas bowls and the after Christmas bowls, get an after Christmas, get an after Christmas bowl. And, um, I don't know. I think there can be some, there can be real optimism, especially if those wins, coalesce and holding together the recruiting class. If the recruiting class holds and we get some wins, I think it's going to be rosy around Norman. If the, if the inverse of either of those are true, it will be a very, very long off season. So 
Kevin, I'm going to give you the last line since you got the big game this week. Um, anything else you want to talk about with the Texas Oklahoma State matchup? Well, it's just a, a great opportunity, right, for Texas. Over the last few years, it's been rare for them to be playing in games that matter late in the season. You know, normally by at least by next week in the season, right? We, <laughs> yeah. Usually it's like, you know, let's just see what bowl game we end up in. Last year, let's just see if we end up in a, in a bowl game, which we didn't. So there's just a lot of great matchups in the Big 12 left. You know, I thought the, when they made the schedule, they did a really good job of putting a lot of the big games late. Yeah. You know, a lot of the big games are still yet to come. So no. it'll be intriguing. Texas has a great opportunity, especially with OU being down this year. So we'll see what they're made of, right? We'll see if they have the – is this a new Texas or is it same old Texas? Because same old Texas loses on Saturday. They go out and they lose to Oklahoma State. The season falls apart. They have nothing else really to play for. And they end up losing a couple more games. They end up going 7-5. and five. If it's new Texas, and they handle business, they win in Stillwater. They have their bye. Then they've got to go to Manhattan, play against Kansas State. Then if they can somehow win that game – then that'll be setting up a monster game against TCU in Austin the following oh, week. Oh, that would be fun. Now, that, that would be fun. That would be fun. Kevin, I think the Big 12 is awesome this year. Um, we didn't even talk about conference realignment. It looks like we're going to be here until 2025. That's okay. We're having fun. It's a fun conference this year. The football, I think, is getting better. Add some new teams next year. I think it's going to be great. Uh, look forward to talking to you after your ball game on Sunday. Everybody, please, 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 please like and subscribe, share with your friends. Everybody that listens, we appreciate it. All the stories we hear about people listening, is it makes it so much fun. So please keep listening, keep sharing, keep liking. Kevin, Boomer. Okay.